Big and small. Big. Welcome back to Alive, a good ground podcast. And guess what? We're talking about Daft Punk again. We are. We're talking about Daft Punk again. We got a lot to talk oh, about. Oh my goodness! Uh, so uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be at you with these uh, these um, this new format of episodes where we're talking about different uh, albums or sets or acts or uh, musicians uh, in the electronic music and dance music realm. But we're always gonna return to our special little robots when <laughs> they when they make robots. a splash and oh. Boy, did they make a splash this week. They we're did. always going to return to Daft Punk. I don't know if we're always going to return to our special little That's robots. That's right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A lot whoa, to discuss whoa, today. A lot, lot to, to discuss. discuss. A lot of speculation. The, the, robots, we, uh, the robots seem to be dead forever, but I don't know that that means Daft Punk's gone forever. Before we, before we uncork this whole thing, it's we got uncorked. a lot to talk about it. Uh, uh, my name's Darren. I'm Andy. I'm Devin. And uh, this is a live A Good Ground podcast. That's right. So we did something pretty cool. We all, uh, we listened for the first time ever to a new Daft Punk song together. That's right. I didn't yeah. know, I didn't know you fellas. I didn't, I didn't know or care about you fellas the last time Daft Punk released music. No. 10 no. years ago. Uh, and in that time, we've got we become best friends, and we started this podcast, and we talked about Daft Punk incessantly. Some say too much. Some. And, uh, my <laughs> wife name. definitely says too much. Yeah. My wife yeah. would like me to stop talking about Daft Punk right, every once right, in a while. Right. But what, for the first time ever, we got to sit down and listen to unheard Daft Punk together Yeah, around a fire. Yeah. That was fun. And we got good. to watch some videos. And we got to watch some videos. Yeah. There's a lot going on in the Daft Punk camp right now, and we, uh, we're we incredibly fired up about it. We did a lot yeah. of yelling this weekend. <laughs> Screaming. Want to wanna, wanna do this chronologically? Want to start with... Uh, start yeah. with let's start with uh, let's start with Farrell. Let's start with the so uh, our friend our friend uh, our friend Farrell. So uh, back up even a little bit more, right? Okay, like we'll back couple, up even further. a couple weeks ago. We were we talked about how we were surprised, but maybe we shouldn't be at how much of a rollout Tomas gave to mythologies. Right? Yes. He was out there. He was doing events. He was giving interviews. He was uh, on camera uh, without a helmet. Uh, he was pumping it up, and we were like, you know what? They love making a big deal out of re the releases. No. Duh, he did this, but it's a pleasant surprise because we didn't expect it. Little did we know that might be marketing towards more stuff. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, we knew that this was on the horizon. We knew on the horizon. There you go. Because of that song that's on. Yeah, horizon. Yeah, yeah I got it. Uh, I got we it. knew that this was coming up, uh, and we knew how much they love to make a big deal out of releases, and still we were like, the Ram re-release is just going to be you know, a special little thing. Chronologically, oh. in those interviews, we had Tomas in the New York Times saying uh, he always viewed uh, Daft Punk as a performance piece, um, like, like live theater performance piece, and that uh, the one thing in this day and age with artificial intelligence in 2023, the last thing he would want to be is a, a robot. robot. Which we took to mean Daft Punk is over. Right. We took that as finality at the time, right? Like, yeah. like... 
We did. You know, I, 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 I've been very, you've, you've heard me talk a little bit. I, I've, I'm trying, I've tried so hard to not get myself worked up and get myself excited, but I am worked up and I am excited right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll but, get to it. Like, uh, ever since the breakup, everything, everything that has been said by these guys has been, there's been a finality to it. It's over. It's done. It's in the past. And for the first time in two plus years, they cracked the door open a little bit. And they, they did. did that on their official pages. And I don't think that that is, that's definitely not an accident. No. And it's definitely not a coincidence. And they definitely wouldn't have uh, uh, done it if they didn't, if they hadn't okayed it. They, they creaked the door open. Yeah. They now, creaked it open. I want to say this Ramry release is with Columbia Sony. Um, I've seen a lot of people online say, oh, you know, it's just a re-release. It's probably Sony doing things. Daft Punk has an incredibly strong contract. This yeah. is a single album contract they with Sony. They wouldn't be on Columbia if they didn't want no. as much they co have control as they had control. over it. Yeah. So I, I do want to say that I, I don't think there is a single thing that has come out of their camp with this re-release that is not directly uh, chosen or approved by them. Yeah. Because I see a lot of folks online who are like, oh, it's probably just the record label. Daft Punk might not even be involved. Absolutely not. The first, the very first thing that we said on this podcast, on episode one, was how important artistic control was to these guys. As soon as you lose control, or as soon as you allow yourself to lose control, you can never get it back again. Lose control of the narrative. Lose control of the dance. Because we have a lot of narrative stuff yes. uh, going on here. They do, like, they they are meticulous in how they uh, they keep control their projects. The music that comes out, the videos that get made, the press that is done, the marketing that is done, uh, uh, the look and feel and narrative of everything, they have always had their thumb on the scale that way. There's no way in my mind that that, we'll get to it, but that interview with Julian uh, would have been published on their pages without their approval. That is the message that they want us hearing right now. I agree. Holy shit. So this all starts with... with we know the we know the re-release is coming, and then um, so what do we get first? We get coordinates, right? Yeah. So a couple weeks ago, they started. Uh, uh, if you w listen to specific random access memory songs on Spotify, a little animation would come up with the helmet and a coordinate from around the world. Uh, uh, and there were 10 locations from uh, New York to Mexico City to Berlin to Tokyo. Uh, uh, and people were having a lot of fun uh, triangulating those uh, coordinates and figuring out specifically where they were. Uh, and we really didn't know what, what, what any of it meant at that point. It was like a total mystery. So uh, our friend Farrell in, in London uh, actually reached out uh, because he was pretty close to one of these locations. So here is what he sent us about what he found there. Hi there, this is Farrell from London. Um, after seeing all the talk of the coordinates this morning, I saw that it was pretty close by to where I live, luckily. So I decided to pop along, not knowing too much. Um, and when I got there, there was a gaggle of people all standing around. And I gather from them that you had to get Snapchat on and there'll be this augmented reality thing. Um, so I sat there and downloaded Snapchat for the first time, probably since Ram came out, really. But yeah, so in the area, like this, this uh, augmented reality filter would would appear, um, but it only seemed to work for some people and not others. But 
you know, what you could see was a display, this animated walking figure that we've seen all over socials recently, which appeared to be different depending upon which location you were around the world, you could say. Whoever was there spent about 10 minutes conspiring about what it all meant. Is it a puzzle? Do we follow the direction of the walking AR figure to another location? You know, we are going seem to be going down this deep rabbit hole of conspiracy theories, uh, but all just chatting around about Daft Punk and why we were there and all that. At one point, some very well-dressed person came up to us and was like, by the way, I have, I have a bit of intel. If you get the AR figure up, there should a little plus figure appear and click on the link and something uh, might appear. By the way, I work for Sony and and then just walked off. So <laughs> that sort of like generated quite a lot of excitement in the group uh, as we sort of all um, frantically scurried around their phones and uh, people deciding to ask for airdrops of the link and share numbers to, for people to send the link around so we got the, got the correct one so that we can upload um, our multiple email addresses that we have access to. Um, they did mention that we might get something in a few weeks' time, but, you know, that's all the information that, that we would give. Um, but, yeah, just pretty thankful that I was... I live pretty close to the drop point. You know, I, I was speaking to a couple of people and they had travel over an hour or two outside of London to be there, which is, which is great. It, it was just really cool just to hang around just for a moment with all these people that are obsessed with these two French robots as I am. We all shared a photo and took a nice video um, with the AR uh, uh, figurine in there. Um, and yeah, it was, just a, it was just a nice moment. I think the last thing to mention about the group that I encountered this morning, and probably the coolest thing, was the wide age range of people that were there. You know, there was people like myself who was a teenager when Discovery came out. But also there were people there who would have been far less than a teenager when Random Access Memories came out 10 years ago. Um, you know, maybe you'll be podcasting about it in 10 years' time. Who knows? 10 years from now. Yeah, shout out, uh, shout out Farrell for sending that. Uh, yeah, sending thank you so quote. much. Farrell also... Big fan um, of the show. Big fan of the show. Good friend of ours now. Uh, he also uh, is is uh, a member of the uh, Fulham Football Club, uh, Fulhamish uh podcast so so check that out uh if, if you're around uh, football football as they as you guys call it soccer as we call it here this is uh uh I, the daft punk unchained bbc documentary yeah and the coachella documentary and a couple of the books that are, not all the books touch on this but a couple of the books that have been written about these guys do a good job of explaining this but one of the coolest things about being a daft punk fan when they were active was the rumors, the rabbit they're, hole. They're they're going to be here. They're doing this. They're going to make an appearance here. Somebody saw the helmets at this thing. They've been in the studio. Here are the people they've been working with. This is what they're doing. This is what. And, uh, um, it's just it was fun, and I was sure that that part of it was done. They gave us a little taste of it when with the Mayan uh, show release date. They had had like a little clues throughout the day. But uh, um, this is this is so exciting and so exhilarating. I I love speculating about these guys. I love the rumor mill about these guys. And again, regardless of what their intentions are at this point, regardless of if, if we ever do see them releasing anything or doing a concert, they know the power of the the mystery thing, and they're unraveling a little bit of a piece of it right now so that we can so that we can talk about them like this they want us doing this it's so exciting 
Yeah. So the the AR figure that they saw ends up being the walk one of the the walking people. From yeah, it's like the, George Washington. The infinity, if he was, the infinity repeating yeah. video, um, which probably is where we go next, right? <laughs> well, okay. So, uh, um, um, uh, most of them, all of those uh, locations were pretty much the same. Some of them got different animations. Some of them got different clips. Uh, uh, but then uh, they announced at the Paris one. Uh, not only are they going to do this, but they're going to premiere the music video uh, for Infinity Repeating, and uh, friggin' Tomas and Guiman are going to speak. Yeah. Speak. Speak. We've heard uh, Tomas uh, do interviews. Uh, we've seen a lot of print things, and he's he's spoken on the radio recently, but this is the first time I think maybe in 25 years that we've gotten both members of Daft Punk talking in their own voice live to... Um, there's a couple of Pete Tong and like Zane Zane Lowe interviews from around yeah but but like this is definitely the first time to- Giman has been in yeah. in a public appearance in in, in six years yeah uh, and it's longer since he's spoken so like this is a decade uh, without uh, hearing from Giman. Uh, and in <laughs> six years without seeing him in a public setting, uh, so this is that's a monumentous yeah. thing. Like that he that he did that. It's crazy. Yeah, they did it. They did it. They, they did went. It. They went and spoke, and it was it was a really interesting interview. Um, I recommend you go check it out. There's transcripts out there, um, and that that leads into because they play both clips from the uh, from the album, but also from the video. That leads into the stuff we get with Ram. We get these tracks. Uh, do we want to go through some tracks before yeah, we it. speak about any video stuff? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so um, they, we knew uh, about the Give Life Back to Music outtakes. Right. Uh, that was one that they released in full a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, but it, it's just like, it's unbelievable that that is a piece of, <laughs> uh, like, uh, that, that, it's it's great to hear what it was and what it became and and try to think if they had ever tried to thread those two pieces together uh, that they they go muppet mode and give yeah. life back to music outtakes is pretty great. There's we also like, knew about the writing of fragments of time. Yep, that, that had been premiered. That had been um, streamed. Which uh, once again we hear Tomas singing in his own voice and speaking in his own voice uh, on the record. That's a first peek behind the curtain on their uh, in studio process. Uh, which we get some more of as this yeah. uh, this little cycle uh, f- unfolds. That one obviously is not a a song that you're gonna like put on a party or listen to uh, uh, as a music a piece of music. But if you if you just consider for a moment how secretive and mysterious these guys have built themselves up to be to release an almost nine minute piece of audio that is that intimate and that um human <laughs> yeah uh, is is unbelievable I another can't, like, step towards uh them taking the helmets off that's yeah. them on their album with the helmets off yeah you know that, that that just to hear the human touch of them in the studio teasing out fragments of time it is it is truly remarkable to hear them uh, let themselves let their guard down like that and publish that for the world. And that eight minute clip or it, eight, eight or nine it's minute so clip, it, it's not only cute, but it's it is an insanely quick speed in which they come up with what is 
the backbone of that track uh, lyrically, uh, Fragments of Time. It's really cool to see how that process uh, with Todd Edwards worked. Um, I, I really enjoyed listening to that. We listened to it a couple times. Um, and, and it's, it's, you gotta think like theoretically, they probably, everybody who came in on that album, they have some session like that, you know, maybe not that quick, maybe not that light bulb on as fast or whatever. But I think that again, like, you know, we, we, we heard, uh, we heard the, um, Panda Bear there was some panda bear talk way back in the day where he was like, he got there and they were like, do it or whatever, you know, and this kind of tracks with that, right? Like that kind of speed at which they're like, you can hear Tomas kind of just pushing Todd Edwards along. Like this part is about this. This is about that. Like he knows what the emotion is they're trying to hit, but he's, he's pushing uh, Todd Edwards to come up with it, which is again, really cool. It was at this point that I recognized that the mythologies press cycle, I thought that was uh, Tomas, unraveling some of his own mystery so that he could uh, do things forward, you know, on his own, under his own name. At this point, I began to recognize that that was leading up to this, which is them unraveling the mystery of Daft Punk. Yeah. We got, we, they spent 25 years building up this incredibly secretive, uh, you know, mystery box. And now they're, they're taking their time teasing out, unraveling a lot of that mystery absolutely yeah there's stuff coming like uh um uh what's uh gabe uh gabe uh satan who's who's writing that after daft book uh uh he published a review of the 10-year anniversary and he's got some interesting um uh details in there that i never heard uh so he found out some of stuff about the recording of Ram, including that during sessions, Tomas would, was intentionally, uh, li- uh, severely limiting his, uh, liquid intake. So he could spend 15 hours, <laughs> 15 hour chunks in the, the, uh, in the studio without peeing. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's incredible. That's Hell cool. yeah, man. Um, yeah. Peeing's uh, a coward's errand. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and the, uh, yeah, and apparently at one point in the recording process, they took a break to play some soccer, and Guimond tackled Julian Casablancas. Love it. <laughs> yeah, good. We had um, heard uh, we had heard Horizon at this point yeah. that had been out in the ether for the Japan release. Um, so those are the ones we knew, right? Yeah. Those yeah. are the three we we absolutely had locked in, right? And we got the I believe the Horizon Overture is new. Uh, I believe. Prime is new. Yeah, Prime was totally Infinity unheard. repeating is new. We heard heard clips of it leading up to they teased yeah, clips, they but they teased never because they never showed the track. Yeah. And then the vocoder test is new. All yeah. new. Yeah, which is to say new in so far as it has not been released. Right. Once again, these were all recorded during the Ram sessions. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, so Infinity repeating. Right. Yeah. Good track. You want to hear some of it? Let's hear it.
Beautiful. Beautiful. What um, a sultry performance by yeah. Julian. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that the is, instrumentation just crawls around yeah. his voice. And it's yeah. so small and jazzy and I sultry. Totally unprepared for how chaotic it gets at the end. Yeah, man. That, <laughs> that was that thing wild. Just blows they blow it up, up at the end. Yeah. Um. <laughs> now, they do mark this as a 2013 demo, yeah. which is to say it does not have the same. Uh, level of production as the rest of the album, which I saw some folks talking about. I think um, you can kind of hear that when the drums really start to go crazy at the end, I think you can kind of hear that it maybe not isn't as finished as everything else, but like it, it sounds great. His voice sounds great. I love the, the, yeah, there's no place for it on Ram. No, no. In the think, track listing, there's no spot where you can slide this in and it, it works, but it's an incredible tune. If Infinity Repeating and, and Prime are on the original album, it's a much different album. Um, and, and I don't know, good or bad, I don't know. It's a different album. Yeah, um, and, and that is to say, I mean, the album itself is very focused, but it is long. Yeah. It's a long record, so you know, yeah. stretching the runtime of this, I think, would have been... Uh, you know, could have lost some of the momentum of the record. So I understand, you know, not including these tracks on the official release. You know, uh, what uh, was shocking uh, and <laughs> uh, pretty uh, ridiculous on the, the Gabe's uh, review of the album is that he his, part of his take was that the, the album album uh, doesn't hold up <laughs> as well as <laughs> the other ones. Sacrilege. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Yeah, Gabe, we're coming for you. We're Gabe. coming for you, dude. Gabe, it has a lot. I mean, it is. Podcast, it has Gabe. a lot more atmosphere than the other two. Yeah, you know, there's a lot more spacey, noodly interlude stuff, which I get. It's not as you know as as laser tight as Discovery is, which is yeah. like hit after hit after hit. But that's not what the it's the a different album, album is. But again, if you have, I mean, like you, you look at this, right? We we've heard Horizon, so we 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 kind of count Horizon as the bonus track. But mm -hmm. but you know, conceivably, is Horizon being written as a bonus track, right? So so theoretically, you add Infinity Repeating, Horizon, and Prime somewhere in this album, you have much it's more of a like kind of prog rocky sounding yeah. journey which which we have elements of yeah. on the final album um former uh, alive guest uh music journalist ben cardu uh did a playlist of ram stuff including uh the new unreleased stuff and re re-track listed it to make ram into a prog rock album that's great i gotta i gotta listen to that <laughs> yeah, i gotta yeah. listen to the cardu cut <laughs> the cardu cut release cardu cut release the cardu cardu cut <laughs> yeah <laughs> um uh the next so we, we did get a, a a very short snippet of an early outtake of get lucky that is it's like it's, some of the same stuff is touching it yeah it's not uh um it's like it's only like 30 seconds long they don't have any singing in it it's just uh it's basically what if the guitar was piano instead yeah uh, i think it was before they kind of got nile involved um uh but then uh prime you want to hear some prime yeah let's oh, hear yeah. some prime give me those strings
I love that track, man. Yeah, lush, I love it. pretty straightforward disco track with some proggy disco. stuff in it. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is a disco odyssey, man. Definitely unfinished. Yes, you know, definitely disc odyssey. Disc odyssey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's two things you made one. Yeah, Good job. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I love that track. There's parts of that that incorporate the orchestral stuff with like with um, us the synth and drum machine stuff like. That better than anywhere else on the album. Yeah, like I mean, those they intertwine them in a way uh, um, that just like fucking works. There, that, that like some some and some of the other parts of the album, they're they're separate. Yeah, I mean this this sounds like a Daft Punk track to me. Man. Yeah, oh yeah, it, like like an unfinished Ram era Daft Punk track, which yeah. is what it is. I mean, it's 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 amazing how much it is. It sounds like them, but how much it doesn't really sound like anything else still, yeah. right? I, I don't know. I like this track a whole I lot. I know. And I wonder like, I wonder what unfinished means. Like what 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 uh, what do they think is missing? What what would if they were going to finish this, what does that look like? What does that feel like? It feels to me like there's like th th this goes together. This progresses, but it does progress between what feel like different ideas mm -hmm. um almost you know in in a way that's cool how it's presented but i do think if if it was a a final arranged finished daft punk song <laughs> <laughs> but i do think if it was a final arranged daft punk song it would it would be um the arrangement would be differently yeah. and obviously the the mix uh the mix is not as as polished as um as you would expect on a on a finished track, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I again, it feels like a lot of cool parts of a very cool song. Agreed. Um. Uh. The the last thing that we had never heard before, we really, really uh, was maybe the most surprising thing. Yeah. Because we we knew the track listing, vocorder test. I had assumed. This was going to be something similar to the early take of Get Lucky here, which was like yeah. that 30 second little snippet of something. Yeah, that's what I thought. It this was is too. not at all what it was. Because um, this thing uh, fucking grooves. Here we go. Getting a new uh, around the world or something. Yeah, man. It, Absolutely, it's, it's their voice. You know, it's 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 the robot voice yeah. in in new ways, which I I love this track. Yeah, I it's love like it so much. You said Prime was like getting a new another random access memory era track. This feels like getting another homework era track out of nowhere. You know, I did I did not expect anything like this to be on here. It was no. so exciting to hear. I didn't expect this track to be as finished as it is, and I didn't expect it to be as like. I don't know. I mean, you get you get 
snippets of the vocoder robot voice yeah. throughout Daft Punk's career, and this is just a lot more of that, which, you know, it feels like, hey, here's new Daft Punk vocals yeah. or whatever, you know? I mean, they chopped and screwed everything that they'd ever done for Alive 2007. It's very fun to hear them take a bunch of jumbled stuff that they have used and and repackage it into something totally new. That yep. was It was awesome. I love it. I think the other thing that all of these um, these different tracks gives gives us um, is kind of a window into the creative process, if that makes sense. Like like they had to do all of this to get to where they got with these final tracks, right? Like how much of this vocoder stuff it ends up in, uh, in in the actual track? Some of it. But but most of what we hear right here is is just you know cut and left on the floor yeah. for the box set. Ten it years makes you later. realize how expansive yeah, the production man. was. You yeah. know they do these arrangements for every single track. They record all this stuff for every single track, and then they yeah go back and cut it into stuff. Yeah, yeah. Know? I mean, how many hours worth of raw raw audio is there for each track? Yeah. Like it's got to be a insane. lot. They said yeah. uh, they said however many years they spent recording stuff, and then they spent Four. like a flurry of months. Just, just you know, cutting it into yeah. what the record's going to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like even even going back a couple of years to when they released the video for to announce their breakup, and they've got a whole choir singing the um, refrain from "Touch." Yeah, like I, you know, I didn't really like register at that point, but that's another example of a very expensive. Piece of recording, yeah. uh, recording that they used like eight years yeah, after the fact for uh, to announce their breakup. All these, all this stuff. What, like, what, <laughs> what else is in there? They, somebody should let us in the Daft Punk vault. The, I, I have no interest in the Disney one. I don't care. The Daft Punk vault's <laughs> all Disney I want to, all I want to be in. So, the, on top of this, right? This, this kind of gets us to the end of the actual stuff that came in the re-release, but. On top of this, we got Memory Tapes Volume 1. Episode 1. Episode, episode one. 1. So Daft Punk is done. We're never doing anything again, but here's Episode 1 of something. Yeah. Here, Okay, yeah. We're done. We've been done for over two years. Oh, we're making a very large deal out of the fact that this is the last Daft Punk song ever. That's that's everywhere, right? Every time the, uh, like, we're, this is the last Daft Punk song ever. This is the last Daft Punk song ever. We're making a music video out of it with Warren Fu, who directed all the stuff from Ram. Cedric uh, Hervé is involved. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Here's where we get to the narrative stuff, yeah. in my opinion. Because, you know, the they say Daft Punk's done every couple weeks Yep. for a couple years. Yep. Homer comes out with that stuff. It's like, yeah, Daft Punk's done. Yeah, hey, we're going to re-release says Daft Punk's done. This is final. We're done. This is final. We're done. It's final. We're done. That has always been the message from their camp. Um there is a music video that is about a circle that never ends, and then it is a series of robots over history. time, including all the Daft Punk ones, that slowly uh, um, become more and more human. Yeah. yeah, and by the end, they're racing towards the future, shedding all of the mechanical parts of of their their yep. their robotness into some something else. When you take I mean, into all the consideration, all the Tomas quotes about. This whole thing is performance art. The that, last thing I would want to be 
today in 2023 is a robot. Is a robot. I, why would I want to be a robot in 2023? Here I am with my buddy. We're back speaking in public for the so first time. So they don't time. talk about any of their stuff, any of their shit. And then he goes to the press. He's like, yeah, keep on and I share a studio. I'm there one week. He's there one week. So they're slowly teasing out that they still talk and do stuff together. Mm -hmm. They get together in the press. They're talking about how they don't want to be robots. And then they plop out episode one of I don't know how many episodes where they sit Julian Casablanca's down and let him out loud speculate that Daft Punk's yep. going to get back together. Yeah, yeah. Winking and nodding like, what, do you want to hear you the truth? You can't handle the truth. You want to so hear the lie? Yeah, they could They could do it. You want to hear that clip? Yeah, play yeah. that clip. Okay, so leading up to this, it's a really nice thing about the two songs they put together. He's talking. It's like, like They do a, say, what's it like to be on the final yeah, Daft Punk song? And he goes, like, that's, that's heavy. dramatic. That's dramatic. Um, he, like... Um, very similar to the collaborator series they did 10 years ago, but then at the end, Wait, here we go. And also, notably, Julian Casablanca doesn't do stuff in the press. No, yeah, he does he not. Does not. No, he, is, he does he, not. He is he not showing up in the press for no very reason. briefly to do stuff for some political campaigns during the last election cycle. Yeah. And that was the most he spoke in the press in a long time. Yeah, I mean, so he's not coming out for nothing. So here we go. Were you sad when you heard they were breaking up? I mean, a, do I believe it, is the, is the question. Um, I think I don't believe it. Working with them was such a breeze that I think it kind of showed me how collaboration should work. You're, you're genuinely kind of liking what the other person's doing and you're feeding off each other. They're a pretty funny pair because there's... Thomas, who's like, you know, technical oriented, kind of getting super excited and, 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 and turning knobs and all that stuff. And then there's uh, Guiman, who's more kind of, you know, the kind of French brooding dude. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just like, yeah, it's cool. Or like, uh, it's not like he's like, <laughs> you know. I mean, he's really got like really good tastes. Infinity Repeating is a appropriate song to end Daft Punk on forever. <laughs> what, what do you want from me? You want the rail or you want the lie? <laughs> you can't handle the truth! I mean, I could, they, could, they could put on those helmets at any time. They could be 80 years old and be like, all right, let's do it, man. And then, like, uh, get out there. Uh, and I, won't, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, I knew it. What he does, he does well. He does Thank you for watching. I'll see you on the other side. I don't know what I'm doing. I'll see you on and the other side. And then it ends side. with their helmets closing yeah. with a little smile over it. And he goes, he goes, if that never happens, I'll say, I knew it. And their, and their yeah. helmets uh, uh, close over him. And then he comes back. Does and says, a little bit of that sound a little scripted myth-making-y? Yeah. I, Does um, a little bit of that feel a little prompted? This is, this is, what my, uh, this is my prediction right now is uh, I don't know how many episodes the memory tape series will be but my prediction right now is the final episode in the memory tapes season will be Gimon and Tomas sitting in that little room where where Julian filmed that and they're going to remove their helmets 
and say we are human and they're going to they're going to do an episode of like this that's my guess and i think that i I don't know if they'll announce anything i imagine they won't announce anything right now but i think this is an exercise in telling everyone that they could get back together and keeping it going keeping the myth making going uh, they want us to think that there is a possibility for them to get back together. What they have I, not they wanted not, that. They would not do that if, yeah. they, if there were not here's a reason. Here's what I know. <laughs> what do you know? What <laughs> I know is that Daft Punk doesn't do anything without intentionality yeah. behind it. We know that's true. And no matter what we speculate, no matter what form it takes, there is no doubt in my mind that they intentionally want us... They, they intentionally want to keep the door open. This is the first which, time since which, February of 2021 that they are saying, you guys should think that this is a possibility. Since then, they have said, this is not something that you should be so concerned about. I also some wild think speculating that, here in a second yeah, we're going to wildly speculate here for a minute. But I also think there's another thing that surfaced on uh, Friday, which is a helmet off Discovery Era DJ set. Yeah. Why? Yeah, right. why, yeah. Okay. Why is so here, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to go back even further. We've talked about this, not on the podcast. I'm second guessing everything Daft, Daft Punk's ever done now. The reason that we, together, the Saturday before Daft Punk broke up, the reason that we, the three of us, watched Alive 2007 is because about during the week leading up to that, a high quality Lollapalooza Live 2007, really well done recording comes out. I now believe that Daft Punk put that out to mm-hmm. get talking about Daft Punk before they break up. Because I know, being someone who recorded the Mayan set live, I posted that and it got taken down in a matter of minutes. I know that they can scrub the internet of anything they don't want on the internet. And what I know is a week before they broke up, they wanted the Lollapalooza video to come out. And I know that on Friday, with all of this, they wanted a 2002 Discovery Era helmetless DJ set to come out. What's the first thing they put out after they broke up? A two-hour concert with their helmets off. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and it's, it's – it's, oh, man. I, I think in my mind there is no – there's no doubt in my mind that we will eventually get Daft Punk. And yes. I don't know if it's in 10 <laughs> years or if it's in three weeks. I have no Here's idea. Here's my other speculation. Yeah. And this is uh, maybe a little crackpot, but – uh, Daft Punk wanted to do a big Ram tour with uh, live musicians uh, and a bunch of orchestrations. For the Tron Legacy soundtrack, they wrote the music, but they didn't do their own orchestration for it. Uh, they had someone help them write the orchestration. Tomas has spent the last several years learning to write his musical ideas down on sheet paper. He went back and learned theory. I mean, he's always known music theory, but like the ability to go and like compose music for other people on paper is its own skill set. He spent the last couple of years doing this ballet and learning to arrange music for live musicians himself. Every time they do something, they apply it to something else. I would bet that that is an, an exercise that we could someday see in uh, him putting together the live arrangement for whatever a tour would yeah. be for them. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> if they, oh man. Are I we going to get admit, another record? I don't know. I don't know. If we are we going to get a live show? I don't know, but I think that right now that there is a narrative being formed about how uh, we have let technology take too much from humanity, and they are taking it back by killing the robots and being Tomas and Gimon. So here's again. some other crackpot stuff. That's what I think. Do we think that all of this stuff 
has been a performance art thing? I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. Or do we think... I he, think everything's been performance art. Yeah. I, you know, you look back well, at... Well, I guess to say, do, do we think all of this has been planned or has this plan changed from over the, the last beginning, few years? Did they, did they break up with the intention of worrying this up? Or, I don't know. I don't or know. my other thing is, they've talked about AI in the press. Did Is this uh, in response to uh, uh, what might be the biggest technological advancement we're going to see for a while, you know, right. is this in response to that? Has this been planned for a few years? I don't know. Which remember, right, right, right. We're in a p- position right now where where artists like Grimes are are making moves similar to the moves that Daft Punk made and at the onset of Napster to get ahead of a giant leap in musical technology that most of the re- industry is not ready for, right? right? There are people trying to do things like that. Like Rhymes right now is saying, here's all my stuff. You can use my voice. You can create AI. I want half half of the money you make from it, right? Daft Punk was out there they they made the Daft Club cards and stuff to to make the uh, physical release important, and they said if you if you want to get us on Napster, you go right ahead. Uh, but but we're trying to offer you more more than that. We're trying to offer uh, some sort of community and stuff. Like th- they're this they have always been forward thinking about this stuff. They've always put a lot of time and effort into considering the future of the industry. That that ex- that's maybe exactly right. Maybe this is they are positioning themselves in some way uh, 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 to make a response to AI and music. Talking about priming the press, uh, Tomas's dad disappears for a bajillion years in Brazil or whatever, and then in the last year and a half does a gigantic long form magazine piece where he talks about his music and Tomas's music. Yeah, man. I mean, I think back to the Rolling Stones spread, right? Like like that. I think every single bit of information we got out of that was the information they wanted us to of have. Of course. We went yep. to this big mansion and we we're celebrating like these fucking rock stars and like like all of that stuff is a feeling that they want you to think about them. Of course. Yeah. I mean and, and like but where does that end? Is that the same thing as that spread last year or whatever? Uh you know, my my question is where does it stop and where does it start? We'll never know. But you know, is it is it is it that they have this whole grand scheme planned or is it the opposite? Is this all happenstance or is there some exercise in retrofitting everything to the narrative? I, I would make the assumption that they have found a way to retrofit the stuff they don't plan yeah. for and they have a loose narrative that they're putting yeah. forward. I would venture that – so they're young, they're 20, whatever, and they have this explosive fame, and they put on these helmets for some anonymity and to protect their personal lives. And in that time, they get married and they have kids and they do all these normal person things, things that you would want to protect yourself from. Yeah. But Tomas said in that interview a couple weeks ago, he's like, well, what's exciting about you know going to the Rex Club for the Ed Banger anniversary party is my son's 20 and he can go and he can see Armand Van Helden. I think at a certain point, you're, you're – protection of your personal life it's like he has kids who are like uh, getting to be adults yeah you don't need to protect uh you don't need to have anonymity around you know your little kids they're adults and i think probably a lot of the things that they needed the robot helmets to do has served its purpose yeah and like in protecting your personal life in your 20s looks a lot different than than 
than having your public life be hindered by this giant mysterious robot thing in your near 50s, right? Like It's fun it's to prob- write a mystery. Yeah. It's really fun to reveal the mystery. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And this is they're doing all of this myth-making stuff. This is the next step in in the myth-making thing. There are you know? a lot of folks in the Daft Punk fan community that are uh that think very differently than we're thinking right now and that they that they're hands off and that I, this isn't happening and I that it's final and you, it's stupid to speculate but like there's gotta, a level of media literacy yeah. you have to have with this hijinks where you have to recognize that they might say something and not mean it yeah you know yeah i mean and hindsight is 2020 the last thing i'd want to be in 2023 as a robot is a much different sentence after to me after this last weekend yeah. after this re-release when they're and, releasing- and, and after the you know the subject matter of the music video is robots shedding their components and yeah. becoming human you know it, that is a much there's and- no possible way you know we need to remember that everything tomas has said in the last month or t- month and a half he knew all of this is coming, yeah. right? Like yeah. he, it's not, like, yeah. that is a fact. It is a fact that he is aware whether he had hands on it or not, which I think he did, but whether he had hands on it or not, he knew about it. He knew about every single component of this. So again, is he retrofitting things and planting information that he wants, you know, or is it yeah. all, I, so I don't Morris know. didn't have to go do a gigantic press no. tour for a ballet record. In, in, in 2023, the record studio is not is not demanding that a 10-year anniversary re-release has a music video. No. Like, music videos, that's a, that's a thing from the late 90s, early But there's 2000s. also no par for the course right. for but what, is, saying, a, like, what like, is a RAM if re-release. You're, if you're what, you know what I mean? About, that's a out, that is album yeah. of the year. I mean... If you're talking about it as a thing that that is in Sony and Columbia's control, yeah. they don't give it. They don't care. Like the, that music video is not going to make them any money. They, that doesn't. That it doesn't. That's not part of their plan. This that happened because that they they wanted it to happen, right? I mean, that, they'll make money off of this. They they yeah. will well, no, for I'm sure. I mean, they're getting an insane I'm number of specifically plays. Specifically mentioning and, the video, right? But I'm just saying 20, all of it's one thing, right? So they so they are going to make money just off of saying, it as one thing. The, this album sells. If you are the person who's saying that the record company is is moving all this that is a little bit incongruous with the fact that that music that expensive hand-drawn like animator led music video an expensive thing to do that's you know that's they're, not that's not a cgi thing that was like a interested thing. in myth making and legacy stuff the uh, tomas's whole thing is mythologies and then they let julian casablancas or make him talk about the mythology of daft punk yeah you know Yes. When he talks about, you know, Tomas is like the technician and Guimond's the heart of it. It's like, that's, that's what we say. That's what, you know, he's, he's, he, those are, ta- you know, there, I'm sure that interview is to some extent off the cuff. That's yeah. a little bit talking point. But like to, to everyone out there who is saying it, it stops speculating, it doesn't matter. It's the record company. What is more likely? Is it more likely that these guys who have created, decades of mythology around this 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 performance art as they've called it is it more likely that they just said yeah we're not going to have anything to do with this or is it more likely that they're doing there you know i I would make the argument that it's much more likely that they are still doing all of it if you put all the pieces together the interviews the music video the the memory tape thing uh all all this stuff i think 
there are there's bleed over and it, it all means something together. When he says, "Isn't that dramatic?" What they're doing is dramatic. There's yeah. nothing more dramatically interesting than revealing the plot. Yeah. Reveal, you know, you take the mask off at the end of Scooby Doo. This yeah. is yeah. So the reveal. Kids, the reveal yeah. is as exciting as the mystery. But I, I also would go as far as to say I think that in another way. In hindsight, this will all make sense, but I think there's another distraction going on here because there I always know. is. They're getting us focused on something, and they're going to do something else I over wish, here. I'm astounded I, at how little of the conversation in the Daft Punk community has been about the memory tapes. Yeah, it's been man. so much about the merch because yeah. they released new merch. It's been about the merch, the packaging, the new stuff, and like, oh my gosh, it's the last one. Like... They put out an, a, a really expensive eight-minute video where they suggest they, they're going to get back together yeah. someday. Yes, and that like that—that's what it all boils boils down to. I like it's all—it's all the folks, right? You're, like Cedric is the creative director of that video. Warren Fu is the director of the video. The the, the people that have been the engine behind—they showed Daphne. videos of Tomas yeah, in the studio. He's in there, like that—that that in and of itself is monumentous. On Daft Punk's page, they have and they're an teasing it out. Video, they reveal video. it, but just his back yeah. playing. Of Tomas playing guitar uh, in the studio. They show the studios. like When they said new. in the video, do I think they'll get back together? There was this noise of like feedback yeah, to man. imply like, yeah. oh, this is dramatic. Yeah, and uh, think about how much in all, like all the massive run of Ram uh, press that they did 10 years ago and they talked about the studio and they talked about how it, like expensive and everything was they never showed us the studio not in any of that press did they ever show us intimate pictures of that people making music in the studio they're showing us that now they're revealing the humanity behind it and uh, that's not they an accident Tomas sitting on his couch making his ballet yeah. stuff you yeah. know what i mean it's not an accident that all of this is focused on the humanity behind the machine. And it's, it, I think that we should listen to them. I think that that is the, I think that's the move. This was an ex, an episode where I was like, I have to, I have to get on the mic and talk about this because I like, I think it's important to organize yeah. this information in the way that it's and come out. For, you know, I don't know if people are looking at this yeah. in the context of Tomas and mythologies. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, yes. They are creating their own myth right now. And I, uh, I, uh, I think, I think that there's more to come. I don't know. Like, I don't know what that is. I, I, I sincerely think that, that one of these, something that we're going to get is a memory tapes involving the two of them actually, uh, I don't know what it like, like, you know, maybe Cedric does one. Maybe, um, Niall was on the interview with, uh, with the radio. Yeah. I mean, they had a bunch of people on the radio. Yeah. They had engineers. The, the radio interview was really extensive. Yeah. I think that like, it will be interesting to see when we get memory tapes episode two, because for all we know, it could be this week. Right. Yeah. And, 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 or it could be two years from now. We don't, we have, <laughs> we have no, no idea. idea, but we're, I would love my point is like, over and over again that what's exciting to me here is is fact fact they want the door open fact of uh, like it's funny because of all of the people out there who are like don't think too much into it i mean like it's what we do you heard feral talk about it yeah. everybody goes down the rabbit hole everybody it's fun it's discoveries fun to do it. discoveries 25 year would be 2026 Ugh. and that would segue that was september that would segue really well into a live 2027 uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's everything i'd ever want but 
I, I think I mean, that but again, like like if is, ever there is a time I don't know, man. They're, like, asking, so us to they're, they're asking us to speculate so, at a time that we've speculated for, for years and so years and years. And this, this is the one time where they're like, I don't know. To. This feels can, a little different. This does. This because the the one big disappointment within like ro- rumor speculation Daft Punk community was 2017. We because like everybody, everybody in every little fan community everywhere in the world had talked themselves into the fact that a live 2017 was happening. Obviously, but why what, wouldn't it? For, but that the, there was no nothing on any official channels. There was no tr- leaking of information. There was no little riddles. There was nothing about it. That was just pure. Look at the r- trajectory of the band. Of course, it's happening. This is different. They're they're breadcrumbing us right they now. They gave us a worldwide scavenger hunt with yeah. with locations. They gave us augmented reality yeah. puzzles. They wrote an incredible record and they love live performing and they haven't done it in 16 years. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, uh I don't know what's to come, I, but I uh, I think that this is officially the start of su- some new chapter. They're ramping it. up to stuff. Ram <laughs> they they went from winding down to ramping up to something yeah and that's that's a really different energy yeah. like so in that video right the interviewer asks her uh, asks Julian about the breakup and the first thing he says is well do I even believe it right which is do you want the truth or do you want the lie you can't handle the truth do I even believe? Do I it? even believe they broke up? <laughs> Wait, like, what the hell does that mean? I and know. why would they let that on their official if the channel whole, if they didn't want you thinking about it? If the whole it? thing is performance art, <laughs> then the breakup was the beginning of the destruction of the robots, and the first thing we got is yeah. them with their helmets off doing homework. Yeah, yeah. If this is them slowly taking the mask over over the course of a couple of years, that's incredibly cool. Yeah, and so patient, yeah. which we know they are. Yeah, they're, they've they've uh, uh, let themselves be patient in the past with things. I don't like I said. I I don't. I'm not ready to to guess if it's an album, if there's an album on the way or anything, or if there's if there's a, a tour being tossed about. But I do. I'm saying both. I do think we're gonna get them in front of us in some way with the helmets and off. they are and, and they're they gonna do want us to imply that they could go back to it at any time yeah yes i also think that you know you asked earlier is the breakup all part of this i don't know i don't know that we will ever know but i do think that everything following the breakup has all been part of yeah. one thing from the, the first homework thing they did re-release, was take their helmets off from the homework re-release through mythologies through now i think that all of those things are again they're one thing. I mean, yeah, they're they're different aspects of one thing, but this is all. I mean, the last two years have been more Daft Punk than the previous eight. You know, yeah. I, and that's that's just. I mean, that's facts, right? Like, they are. <laughs> this sounds crazy. They are more active as Daft Punk than they have been since since, since uh, I would say since the the 2013 Grammys. Yeah, Since right. The 2013 so, Grammys. 2014 Grammys, I guess. They, they they popped up briefly for the weekend stuff, but they they did then they performed on the Grammys for that, but they they that was it. That like since they since alive 27, they uh, the only thing they've done in public performance-wise were the two Grammys. And they they didn't really do a lot of press surrounding the weekend. They let him do it. So, yeah, they were they they were dormant for four, five, six years, and then they broke up, 
They and, have time now. You know, their kids are teenagers. Yeah. I also would like to point out, too, the other thing we didn't talk about is um, alongside the augmented reality thing, they also put out that official Daft Punk filter on Instagram or whatever, yeah. where if you put the filter on your Ram album, it, pops it like ripples and then like the glass yeah. ghostly head robot. Yeah, and it says mem memory something. Yeah. yeah. They have... They have uh, new merch for the first time since the skate since the pop up store, which was like 2015 or so, right? Yeah. Uh, um, which is like that's that in of itself. Like they're doing all this stuff, and people like I don't think people are grasping the fact that all of this activity is purposeful. It's one big thing. Yeah, I think Mythology's press cycle is part of Daft yeah, Punk's rollout. They are purposefully. They are purposefully putting themselves in the public eye for the first time in a very long time and they're doing it aggressively. This is all so aggressive for a 10-year anniversary re-release. They didn't do any of this for the homework re-release. They didn't do any of this. Uh, um, they, they did all the video things. They did, I mean, stuff that has been available to us. Yeah, past, it was all, but they, yeah. They did, again, they put... They, they cut put off. the con the contextualizing special features in... in, in Front, front and center they uh, come, on, yeah. on their own on their own channels yeah but the, yeah they just but at the end of the day they just had like previously uh, available stuff packaged in a different way yes all of this is brand new like all of this was was uh, like like a lot of time and effort and technology and money went into all, all of this and it's aggressive in a way that I never uh, thought that they would be again with this particular we're project. We're back with you folks soon because we yeah, are going to get agree, more man. stuff. We are, we're sitting here talking about two guys who just did a, 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 a press interview and gave us newly released music yeah. and we're speculating on whether or not they're active again. It's like look at yeah. look at what they're doing. Yeah. They're yeah. whether they, they say they're active or not, they're behaving like an active band. <laughs> behaving more actively than yes. they have in a very long in a time. Very, very, very long time. Gibbon was in public. Yeah. For the first time in six years, he talked into a microphone. Yeah, man. You gotta you guys gotta keep tuning in here because yeah. we are gonna have we're gonna have stuff. I don't know when. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know how many of these memories. Tomas, come on the podcast, dude. Come on the podcast and tell us what your plans are. Yeah, just, just tell, announce it here. Oh my god, you should announce your plans here. Why announce wouldn't it. you speculate on a live? Yeah, please. Tomas is plugged into what's going on. I wonder if he knows we exist. I hope he Tomas, does. if you know we exist, throw me like a, a hint. Just you can make it as as buried as you want. Throw us a hint, Tomas. This is this is for you. Do, 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 do. You're so off key. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> and we'll fix that in post. We'll fix it in post. Uh, do we want to do blips to blobs? Blips to blobs. Yeah. You want me to go first? Yeah. All right. I know. I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm going to do a Chemical Brothers song. Hey, yeah, um, fun messing up Chemical Brothers 30 years. I know. Uh, Tomas, was, he, was, he was thinking about it until he just heard me say that. Uh, I'm going to do the uh, um, the No Reason um, Ewan McVicker 1994 remix. It is a breakbeat remix of the new Chemical Brothers single, and I love it.
it's called the 1994 remix. Why? Because it's got all those sounds we yeah. love from early Chemical Brothers. So there's nothing acid, like, break. Yeah, there's nothing like uh, remixing the 2023 Chemical Brothers in a 1994 style, and I am here for it. <laughs> that is it's very everything fun. I want. I was not. Um, I wasn't expecting that. We got. We got no. the. We got the single. We got the B side. And My I was record like, came in the mail. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's that's cool. That's it for Chemical Brothers for a little bit, and then we get a nice little little remix of everything I love. Yeah, and, and that's that's not it for a bit. They have a whole new ass album coming out in September, right? Right, but I thought we would be waiting until we get the next yeah. single. I didn't like when they did. Um, when they did that darkness that you fear, they put out a couple remixes with it. Right. You know, so um, it's cool to get an after yeah. the fact remix. All of our favorite people are, are doing stuff for the first yeah, time yeah. in a while. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, I got a song called Aye by Ben Hemsley. good one yeah yeah that's a good track. i like um i like big pipes <laughs> that sound yeah. like i like it when some people when a when a pad hits a big open pipe yeah like, those are my noises noise. yeah it's good noise um uh, for mine i've got a double single coming out uh it's on pre-order on beatport it's going live may 26th and then it'll be streaming everywhere june 9th so if you're listening to this grab it on beatport uh here's a clip from beatport of the lead single think too much which I'm excited about. Hell yeah. My, my artist's name is Devin Jetski. The song is called Think Too Much, and it's out on our label, Good Ground Records. So if you want to pre-order that, that would help us out a lot. And why wouldn't you? Because we've charted uh, top 10 on Beatport's genre charts the last three releases we've had. Yeah, so yeah. Number three. Trying to keep it going. Um, Please let us help us keep it going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on that note, give us a give us a follow. Follow uh, Good Ground Detroit on on Instagram on the other social medias. Uh, and uh, I, my name's Darren Darren Shelton. Uh, you can follow me. I am at the most Darren on all the social medias. Also, my my group is Modhouse Detroit on uh, on social media as well. I'm Andy underscore enthusiast. And I'm Devin Jetski on uh, all the social medias. Go check out our music, follow us, download our stuff, be our best friend. And if you have shit to say about Daft Punk, wow, if you have please. stuff you want to talk about, we've had some people messaging us on Instagram and stuff, please reach out and talk to us. We always want to chat. Yeah. And like Julian said, we'll see you on the other side. Hello, everyone. Alive 2021 is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network and was created by Andy Reid. Developed by Andy Reid, Devin Rosenai, and Darren Shelton, with technical production by Darren Shelton. For more information, please visit Alive2021.com.